Jacks along. Pappenhausen and O'Carr. Pappenhausen's been left flat by Fui Mayano. There is massive drama here. Pappenhausen has a move. High contact, direct, forceful, and it's after the pass. You're off. Set off. Welcome to Little Birdie Podcast. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got the kid MG in studio. We're going to dial in uh, top row. Oh, it's been a hot week in uh, rugby league land. Peter Volandis. Surprise, surprise, he set a cat amongst the pigeons on uh, their marquee Magic Round week. And uh, there's not very many happy campers on Twitter. The, uh, the outrage is, oh, it's a fever pitch. I've never seen anything like it. I know that uh, the AFL fans down here, we cry about the umpires and the rules week to week, but... I've not seen a meltdown like I did on Friday night with all these resulting accidental sin binnings, and it was fever pitch. The rugby league fans are calling for PVL's head on a stick. Yeah, well, they're clearly not used to it. They should come down and uh, <laughs> spend a uh, season in the AFL's AFL. fan shoes, yeah. Mm, we, rules we put, on the run. Well, we put up with it weekly. Uh, yeah, they did go into meltdown a bit. Um, I think it was a bit over the top. We'll hear from Top Rope later uh, on his thoughts, but uh, it was good Good for the punters that cotton onto the overs. It was... Uh, just a highlight reel all day, one all weekend watching the tries go in. It was crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it's it looks like touch footy a little bit, and um, sure concussions. It's it's big in every big sport, NFL, AFL. Uh, they have to clean it up, but um, yeah, there's just always going to be accidents, and we've we've already covered a lot of those accidents in the AFL world as well, and um, it's a lot of a lot of the AFL suspensions are around what happens to the other player rather than the act itself. So it is, uh, it's an interesting area and uh, no doubt the woke police through uh, the mainstream media will be all over it. But um, it is an important part of the game to get right, but um, I'm not sure they have. Well, let's talk AFL. I'll tell you what, the Ds. How about those Ds? You know what? I'm a believer. I know it's only Carlton. I know it's only Carlton, but they just look drilled. They look clinical or as clinical as they've probably ever been. They've got lots of options going forward. I don't think Brent Brown's playing his best footy yet. Um, they're a scary proposition, the Ds, or they're a contender. Yeah, you uh, you were kicking yourself that you decided to go on the blue side last <laughs> week. Um, they've been. Oh, uh, guess what? We get them wrong. They've been a well. <laughs> they've been a complete feel for you, and all of a sudden you jumped off them, and then you had to watch the Ds just uh, cover the line uh, pretty easily in the end. They were, um, yeah, they're too good for Carlton. They got the job done. Looked like they were uh, in a gear Melbourne when they had to step up. They got the job done. So nine and zero. They'll um, probably just win this week, I think again, and then. Uh, be a great match to go and watch uh, round 11 against the Bulldogs for sure. Mm, and uh, the Kangaroos dismantled my Hawks. Uh, yeah. Fuck. You've really had an up and down. I was through the ringer. Had some highs and lows. Had a lot yeah. of bets. I was uh, I was in the office uh, with you and your dad and uh, <laughs> I wish I had the swear jar out from uh, from halftime onwards. There was a few choice words, but yeah, it was a tough watch for you guys. Uh um, I think you cracked your first beer when they were up five goals, did you not? And said, uh, we'll put them away from here. And uh, it just kind of went downhill from there. You were cheering home your races and all of a sudden you looked up and the uh, the Hawks were uh, behind on the scoreboard. Dad only comes in when it's a winnable match, so he was <laughs> filthy. He started to kick the chair. and I think, he, yeah, the first couple of beers that he put down were uh, express. But um, the Western Bulldogs, Saturday night, they, uh, they put the writing on the wall. It's not an easy challenge. Port find... Well, they find a couple of furlongs on their home deck. They they were very good, weren't they? Yeah, it was definitely one of the matches of the season so far. Um, watching the replay, um, you know, when you're uh, not involved in the match, um, it was it was the highest level we've seen this year. I think both both teams come to play. It was, uh, you know, as you said, Port's a very tough road trip um, with their crowd and everything like that, and they didn't play poorly at all. Port, um, 
it's just the Bulldogs uh, pulled away near the end, but they were definitely in the game. Um, yeah, I would say these two definitely in the top four, top Contenders. six. Well, the Bulldogs look like they're tracking for top two. Mm. Um, Port, Port will be around the top four, fifth and sixth if they miss. But uh, they, they should meet down the track. And, uh, yeah, it was a very good game. The Bulldogs are up and about. They haven't got too many weaknesses. I know they lost uh, Wood for six weeks. Um, but, yeah, they're a very good side. It was a very good game. Um, and, yeah, look forward to the Bulldogs-Melbourne in two weeks. It's going to yep. be worth watching. The Tigers, everything about the Tigers is just between the years at the moment, isn't it? They were depleted. They had bugger all stocks. The line was heavy against them. There was a massive push for GWS. And they just found a way to get it done. It's just a mental about mental challenges and getting up at the moment, which is frightening for the Tigers. Yeah, they're um, they, they've got a lot of uh, previous years about them, don't they? Um, that's why the the bookies probably don't release them too much in the flag betting. Um, it was a big swing game for them, probably down the track where they finished at the end of the year. Mm. This one, both sides. This one, you'll look back and say, um, "Geez, um, this this game was important to win." Um, they had no right to win it, really. The Giants had them covered, and. Uh, there was one or two around Dusty, but Dusty stood up and carried him on the, over the line, uh, bringing individual performance, um, just getting the job done. And uh, I think they're a bit of value going into this week against uh, Brisbane. I know they've got to go up to the Gabba. Um, but it'll be interesting. They'll see it as a real challenge. Mm. Um, and they've had a little tough stretch here their last four games, Richmond. So um, whether it's taken too much out of them, or Brisbane are just going better. But again, another test for Richmond. We'll see how they go. Mm, punters probably got the upper hand slightly. Let's have a look at the bookies wrap. We've got uh, some graphics on the screen now. Round nine, it was 7-9, the favourites, 78%. Uh, the bookies would be hating uh, Ge- Geelong. Uh, they were just so errant. St Kilda, uh, five goals, 17, just absolutely disgraceful. But, uh, it's it's hard to believe that can happen. The line, four and nine at 44% there. The total over, five and nine at 56% there. And you can see uh, some of the season stats there, 58 uh, 81, the favourites there at 72%. The line's been 40 and 81, which is surprising, 49% there, and the total over 42 and 81. So uh, the market's sort of getting it uh, pretty, pretty close there. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's... Um, I think I, um, I, I think it looked like a punter's week on paper again. It was a mm. bit like the week before. I know we've had back-to-back seven out of nine favourites win, um, but the line's just kind of checking, you know, um, I don't think it's been all punters. I know the the multi-punters just head-to-head are probably getting it, but um, I'm not sure about the line and the margins as well. And in play, there's been a lot of um, lot of changes. You know, the Hawthorne game would have been mm-hmm. a good feel for them. Um, you know, there's a lot of swings, and the, and the Richmond came from a fair way back as well. So the live punters may not be faring too well with the bookies the way the uh, the swings are going as well. So I think the bookies are hanging in there, but they, they'll like an, a dominant week coming up in the next month or so. Mm. There was a yeah, there's a big opportunity in the Melbourne Carlton game where Carlton came out of the blocks okay, and then Mackay got hurt, and I think they bet around a dollar eighty for a couple of minutes, and then uh, Melbourne steadied with a goal, and then bang, they were straight back into a dollar fifty or dollar forty. So mm. there are still massive opportunities in play. So uh, make sure you check out topsport.com.au and uh, bet in play. And gosh, it's still just the mind boggles. 2021, and we still have to uh, call up and place those uh, those bets. The hits and misses for this week. Let's uh, have a look at where the market moved. The Geelong line was 14.5 to 19.5. Saints were awful. Um, that was just the one, they, one that got away from them. Their kicking was just uh, unforgivable. They didn't deserve to win it, I thought, based on how poor they're kicking. It's a fundamental of the game. Sydney line was uh, 17 to 25.5 a hit after a slow start. Wow, the Hawks, 13.5 to 20.5. Don't want to keep talking about that. But good on the Kangas. They're, uh, they need a little bit of hope down there. 
Uh, GWS, 19.5 to 12.5. It was a massive go. It was a big hit there. The Essendon line, minus 1.5 to 7.5. Couldn't believe what I was seeing. They did their best to try and cough that one up. Uh, Essendon in an absolutely atrocious game. You were there. Yeah, disaster. Um, Why could, did you go? Uh, had to go, family reasons. You know, sometimes you got to make sacrifices <laughs> oh. in life, Nick. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't uh, in premier seating either, just uh, out in the public, which was uh, interesting to watch. And uh, we'll talk about that a bit later in the sting where uh, maybe a few of these uh, high-up AFL officials should go sit in the crowd and get some honest feedback from uh, how they're seeing the umpires and the way they're ruling them. But um, the Essendon Freo game was, uh, you know, coming off watching the Saturday night games, um, with Port and Bulldogs mm. and then having to watch Essendon and Fremantle. Um, I've seen some better under-14 games, to be honest. They were um, atrocious. They moved the ball slow. Their skills are deplorable. Um, and low-scoring game to boot. Lucky it was close. Otherwise, Essendon fans would have been asking for their money back as well. Mm. The uh, It was a bit like the Geelong game. It was slow ball movement. I thought the Cats regressed poorly. As soon as the Cats don't take the game on, yep. gee, they look bad. Yes. Really bad. Yeah. Um, Carlton line there was uh, 23 and a half to 17 and a half. That's a miss. And then the West Coast line was 38 and a half to 41 and a half. A little bit disappointing there also. But um, sting in the tail. It's uh, it's probably it's music to my ears at the moment because all of a sudden the focus is on the umpiring. We've been speaking about it for the last sort of month. But the mainstream media are finally going after the umpiring. And we defend the umpires themselves because they can only call the rules as sort of they see them but the AFL are just making it impossible for the umpires and they've lost touch of the game and they have, they can't understand and they've got no feel for the game because they just have to over officiate it all the time by all these intricate rules yeah it's um yeah it's it's definitely not the umpires uh, fault they play a part in it for sure because they've got to make the uh, the quick decisions on the field but the AFL set them up to fail no doubt I think they just make it too hard we've discussed this a few times this year um, and as I said, sitting out in uh, watching the Essendon Fremantle game, I know it was a frustrating game to watch. Mm. Um, but you know the supporters just uh, you know they, they can't work out what's going on either, whether it's for your team or not. Um, and the amount of non decisions uh, is real frustration in the crowd, and I think it takes away from what what the fans go and want to watch. They want to watch you know the high marking, the good kicking, you know the skills on display, um, and the umpires should play their role in it. And I just think the a- the AFL make it too hard. And, um, you know, I don't think it's a good look for the game. And you see what happens in one week in the NRL when they do something what the AFL do on a weekly basis, mm. uh, the uproar. Yeah. Um, I think we've just come used to it. And the fans walk away from it. And it's not that Essendon just got the win. It's more, you know, how is this not decision paid and stuff like that. And even the Fremantle lob mark, whether it was a mark or not, there's a lot paid throughout the year and week to week that that would have been a mark whether yeah, it kicks it or not. I couldn't believe it. And again, it's another decision that um, can cost teams maybe going to the finals and free, free men are on the cusp. Mm. And, um, you know, they might look back as one that got away. Um, again, maybe through a number one decision, whether he kicks it or not, it's a side issue. But I just think they, they overcomplicate the game still too much and they're not helping the umpires and they get a bad rap from it. So I would say the umpires, maybe it's time for them to stand up to the Step AFL. Mm. Yeah. Well, at least the mainstream media are putting pressure because the fans don't really have a voice. And from my internal sources at a couple of different clubs, it's, it seems like Steve Hocking doesn't take much feedback on at all. Well, he's, he's hated by a lot of people within AFL football. Well, yesterday there was a quote um, that um, I think it was on one of your shows, uh, might have even been first crack, that they said that the <laughs> umpiring... 
they said, <laughs> well, you, you keep to watch it all the time, um, that they, you know, reported, I think it was Tom Brown might have said that um, the AFL said the umpiring has been excellent this year. Now, for them to come out and say that is, is it's not factual, it's incorrect, and I don't know where they get that information. Why would they make that statement where, you know, we can sit through, we can pick, the AFL can pick any game and we'll sit through and, and try and score the umpires above five out of ten. It just doesn't happen. So to mark them as excellent just shows that they've got the head in the sand, mm. they haven't got a grasp on what's going on, and if the fans make the game, then why don't they go out and listen to the fans? The feedback would not be positive. Mm. But, uh yeah, it's definitely not in a better place, uh, the game at the moment. And, yeah, sadly, there's only probably two or three really watchable games and contests that uh, that are any good, in my opinion. And the new rules that they've tinkered with, they've added more rules, more confusion, and it's still not working. We're going to uh, preview more of Round 10 this week. We've got uh, Top Rope Tedeschi. We've got the Hall of Fame there and Round 11. And I tell you what, uh, lock of the week, all of a sudden the bookies uh, have been hammered and uh, the good things are starting to hit the line we're, uh, we're powered by punningform.com.au. Make sure you find your edge there. They've got the best online form guide and database in horse racing circles, so make sure you check out punningform.com.au. Up next, we're going to talk uh, AFL Round 10. Welcome back to Little Birdie Podcast. I'm your host, Scoot, and I've got MG here, and it's time to talk uh, Round 10 AFL action. Cracker Friday night. There's no footy on Thursday night, thank God, because we've got the Lone Wolves too. Paddy McKenna and Troy, they're going to try and blast their way up to a million dollars. Tristan's open the shoulders. You can double your deposit, so make sure you check out Lone Wolves 2 on the littlebirdiepod.com website. It will be fantastic stuff on Thursday night. But Friday night, you should be watching Brisbane versus Richmond. Tantalising clash, this one at the Gabba. The, the opening price is, uh, the current price, sorry, $1.40 Brisbane Lions, Richmond, uh, $3 and the line 16 and a half, 4v8 on ladder. Tell you what, Brisbane have had a tough draw. And looking at who they've played in the, um, who's in the eight now, the top eight sides, Richmond have had a, a pretty tough run as well. So they're, uh, they don't want to be switching off here up at the Gabba early, the Tigers. No, it'd be great. It'd be a good game to watch. Um, hopefully the, it's not too slippery and we get a good contest. Um, as you said, fourth v eighth on the ladder. Um, and Brisbane are part of um, had a full month at home as well, which I think's been important. Mm. Um, obviously, COVID driven there, they didn't have to travel to um, Perth in between, so um, they're putting five straight matches now. Um, they're in good form; they've got no excuses. Their injury list is pretty good, other than Berry and Neil. Um, and their average winning margin over those five have been forty-four points. So I know they played four ordinary sides in that, but that's pretty solid winning margin. Um, and their offense has been unbelievable. The last five matches, averaging over 100 points. So it'll be a big test for Richmond uh, this week, going up there for sure. Coming off the back of a pretty tough game against the Giants, um, and Richmond will ha- hold no fears going up to the Gabba. Though they've actually won seven of the last eight mm. up there, and uh, they did lose the last contest, which was um, a final. But um, you know they've, they've got some good form up there. Um, I just think at the moment, even though they got over the Giants, um, it, it just showed that unless Martin shows up and plays, um, Richmond are in trouble with the amount of injuries they've got in the midfield. I think with Brisbane's midfield with Lions and um, and McCluggage going really well at the moment, I just see Brisbane being a touch too good. But saying that, I think the line seems big, plus mm. 17.5. It surprised yeah. me that it's happy. Got... Some, yeah, some 18.5 out there. I see top yeah. sport at 16.5. But... Yeah, and it seems to be going Brisbane's way early in the it? week as well, mm. which um, I, I couldn't get it anywhere near that high. Yeah. Um, 
I mean more the 10-point to 12-point range. So, a couple of goals. Yeah. It's hard to come into Richmond just with the amount of injuries they've got. And, you know, they've only really got to shut down one man, in my opinion. And I think Fagan will be smart enough to um, put the clampers on Martin as much as he can. Mm, He's got a few options there. Um, It's not a betting match for me, but if I was having a bet, and a lot of people will be kicking off, I think I'd shade Richmond, especially in the 1-39. Seems a good value. Mm. The Western Bulldogs, St Kilda at the Dome. Uh, both uh, occupy that stadium as a home ground, so interesting there. Dollar twenty eight the Dogs, three seventy the Saints, and the line there is twenty two and a half. All conquering the Western Bulldogs. It's hard to it's, it's hard for me to come into St Kilda the way their goal kicking is. Uh, they're hunting the ball well. Their midfield seems to be doing the job, but uh, up forward they're just disgraceful. Yeah, they won't get won't get my money uh, in the immediate time. Uh, St Kilda, they're, uh, they're they're getting enough of the ball. You're right, but. Geez, their goal kicking, and it's 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 not just one week either. Um, I think they kick fifteen lines a week before. Yeah, really. Well, they're just down in confidence, and I don't think they're going to turn that around quickly. Um, I was surprised that the line opened up around the three goal mark. Um, we did send this bet out early yesterday. We couldn't hold up, and uh, you know I, I think this line will push past twenty five come game time. It can only go one way, in my opinion. Um, I know the injury of Wood we might test them mm. down down back a little, but. Their midfield's just dominant at the moment. Um, the lock of, of Zach Jones and then Marshall for St Kilda. I uh, just don't think they've got the depth to cover it. Um, Bulldogs are up and going, and uh, they'll have a real good hit out this week, I think, um, to prepare for Melbourne the week after. So I think this is one-way traffic, and I'd be even looking for the, the bigger margins here, 40-plus. And if they're in the mood, the Bulldogs, even the 60-plus might be uh, might be worth a couple of dollars. Nice little flair. I did like the... Uh the highlight package of uh, of Waitman, a couple of uh, nice little goals there. He looks good in the congestion, perfect for the Western Bulldogs forward line. Little firecracker. Yeah, they don't have, uh, you know, they don't have too many deficiencies at the moment. The Bulldogs um, look like they're both going to get English back and Hunter this week as well. Mm. Um, so another right. option up forward. Um, Tough side to break into. Hunter into the midfield. The way Libba, Bont, McRae, and all that mm. are going, I just think they've got too much for St Kilda. And um, yeah, I'd be surprised if this line starts less than twenty five. Um, and the bookies won't be able to hold it back. You've uh, you've talked me into them. And uh, free Fremantle versus uh, Sydney is fascinating on uh, Saturday night also over in Perth. Uh, the Dockers 185, the Swans 195, and the Lions one and a half. A couple of yo-yo teams here, really, really treacherous. And the market probably says that. It's flip of the coin almost. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, probably not a game I'm going to get too involved in. Um, it'll be an interesting contest for sure, and a uh, big game for Sydney more than Fremantle. I think Fremantle's probably um, probably seasons maybe tinkering uh, in terms of playing finals, whereas Sydney have got a, a nice little soft patch coming up in the next four or five weeks, um, and they'll be looking to cement their um, place in the finals um, come at the end of the year. I, I, I couldn't back Fremantle on what I saw live against Essendon last week. I know at... <laughs> I know going back at home, um, they're a completely different side, and I grant that. And I'd be surprised if they still don't hold slight favouritism going into the game. Um, I think Sydney are the value. Uh, not a betting match for me, um, but I just think Sydney are the better team going at the moment. Um, and we can wait wait for Saturday night. Um, there is weather forecast around, so don't expect too many points. Um, if you like either side, probably the 1-39 to is probably the safe bet as well. Okay, the uh, the GWS Giants play West Coast, and this market's already uh, moved significantly for uh, for West Coast off the back of Toby Green news. There, not playing one seventy three. The Eagles uh, two dollars ten. The Giants, and the line is now four and a half. That's Sunday at one o'clock up at Giant Stadium. Yeah, pre even pre Toby Green, 
um, they, the bookies got this wrong. Uh, I think they put their hand up pretty quick that, um, you know, I just think they assumed because the Giants were at home, uh, two good sides that maybe Giants should have started favourite. Um, when you dig deeper, um, in the ratings that I come up with, I was actually pretty strong on West Coast. Um, the only negative for West Coast for me is their away record. Um, but they are two and two at the venue, West Coast. So they, you know, they, they don't mind it. They don't despise it. Um, and this is a game, again, they've got to be up for, uh, for potential top four. They're in a soft part of their draw as well, West Coast. So this is a big game for them. Um, and th- it'll be interesting to see how the Giants also react, not just on the back of losing Toby Green, which is huge with their forward line, um, but just letting that one get away mm-hmm. last week with Richmond. Um, you know, it'd be interesting to see whether that hurts them going down the track. Big test for West Coast, but um, this should be one-way traffic again. I, I really like West Coast here, and um, you know we sent this out yesterday as well. Luckily, pre Toby Green news, um, but you know I think it'll start stronger than four and a half now. So um, I'd continue betting West Coast in, in your multis, or if you dislike them, um, I, I'm a strong player on West Coast this week. It's a mouth guard in job, if uh, especially if you backed West Coast against Geelong and they got absolutely thumped. I still haven't quite forgiven them, so uh, mouth guard in and uh, brace yourself for West Coast. But, uh, again, the market's already telling the story there. There's good money for the West Coast Eagles. If you want to get uh, more remarks, thoughts, make sure you head to Little Birdie Shop, check out AFL Stings, and you can get his uh, week-to-week thoughts. He gets full in-depth previews on all matches, so make sure you check that out. Now we're going to talk uh, futures. We uh, This segment's called Buy, Hold and Sell where we look at uh, a little bit of an update on the Premiership, Brownlow and Coleman metal market. The Premiership, we've all been, oh, Mark's been all over the Western Bulldogs and lines from day dot. Uh, we'll have a look at the market here. And bookies have been very, very cautious with this market. It's um, it's a bit of a raffle and uh, the odds indicate that. But uh, the D's, $5 favourite. They still haven't still haven't wound out Richmond for that $5.50 quote. The Cats are $5.50, the Tigers are $5.50, the Bulldogs Five fifty, Port Adelaide seven, Brisbane Lions eight, West Coast twelve, Swans thirty one, um, thirty four, GWS and St Kilda eighty one dollars. Wow, it's stagnant. I don't even know why we here keep talking about the Premiership market because it just doesn't move. There's a lot of interest. So if you like your side, you know there's um, you know it's it's a bit unusual. We've got pretty much a four way equal favourite after nine rounds. We haven't had that too often um, in recent history in the AFL. Um, I think the premiership, premiership market's got a lot of action this this year. I know you think not much is changing, but if you know, you can take the um, you know a few Melbourne supporters want to know that why Melbourne seem to be still decent odds at five dollars when they're not big home ground advantage at the MCG. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know the the problem Melbourne's got is to go from not playing finals to go win a flag. Um, that isn't done too often. Um, but they're nine no start. They'll be ten and zero going into the Bulldogs if they beat the Bulldogs round eleven. Um, watch a clear favourite eventuate there um yeah i'm happy happy to sit on the bulldogs i still think uh if i was having bet fresh and i mean if you like any of those seven sides i don't think too much is going to change over the next little bit but i just think i like the way brisbane and west coast are both going at the moment um you know they're stringing the winds together especially if brisbane do get over richmond this week um they should shorten a little bit i just think the two outsiders of those seven would be um the ones i'd be leaning at this stage mm. Yeah, the Tigers, uh, I've sort of written them off at this stage. So uh, $5.50 represents no value for the Tigers at this stage. 
let's have a look at the Brownlow metal market with uh, topsport.com.au. The Bond, another one of our pre-season selections. $4.70 he is now. Uh, Petrarca was another one that Mark tipped up at $19, so he's all over this one. $5 now, Petrarca. Dustin Martin, $5.80 uh, after a cracking match on the weekend. Humor Cluggage, $10. Sam Walsh, he's getting a lot of press at the moment, $14. Ollie Wines, $15. I know someone who spec'd him at $91. That looks a good bet now. Travis Boak, $15. Clayton Oliver, $17. Nat Fife, $17. Cam Guthrie's having an absolute belter of a year, $19. Maxi Gorn, $19. Tim Kelly, $23. And uh, $31 or better the rest. Thoughts here, MG? Any uh, any meat on the bone there? Yeah, it was a big week in the Brownlow this week. There was a lot of um, potential three voters for the um, for the big end with uh, the Bont and Martin. Um, maybe even Oliver and Cam Guthrie mm. as well. So there was um, there's a lot of action in round nine for the Brownlow. Um, actually, yeah, I'm, I know I know we've invested early in the in the two leaders at the moment at some bigger prices than what they are. Um, and I did mention um, last week that Clayton Oliver at the nineteen dollars I thought was mm. um, just getting under the guard of the bookies. Um, he seventeen still still backing at seventeen dollars. I'm definitely backing him this week. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think um, I think with Melbourne winning. Um, all games so far, and Gorn's just dropped off a touch. Um, I know Salem's now into the mix a little, but um, you know Oliver's stats. If um, you know the media and the bookies and even the punters want to wrap up Sam Walsh, um, try, put up put up his figures uh, in a losing side against what Oliver's doing mm. in a winning side for Melbourne, yep. uh, and tell me which one you want to back, um, and you're getting the overlay fourteen dollars as opposed to seventeen dollars. I'm I'm real keen to back Oliver this week. Um, I, I think this market um, is a little wrong. I think Cam Guthrie also at $19 um, seems good value. Um, his pile in history is only light, um, but and Dangerfield hasn't come back, but Cam Guthrie's playing. Stand out. Playing real well, yeah. I think there's there's a few in the market. I still think, even though Martin got three on the weekend, uh, I still think he's only had three best on grounds. He's on nine, so he's still given ground. I think he's slightly under, but I understand he's a gun. Um but you know, I think there's some good lays this week as well. Um, be really, you know, I think Martin around the five uh, eighties too short in relative um, to Bont and Petrarca, mm. um, and I'd be laying Sam Walsh for sure at fourteen dollars. Um, the other two I'd be laying is Boak at fifteen dollars and Fife at seventeen dollars. Mm. Um, They're just not going. Oh, especially uh, Fremantle aren't going to win enough games. Well, I just think if you. If, yeah, the way I'm doing it at the moment, and I don't know where I sit amongst other leaderboards, but if you lay um, Oliver and Cam Guthrie's year out and then you put them up against Walsh, Boak and Fife, mm. um, they should be half their quote. Yep. Um, so, yeah, if I was having a bet this week, I'd be, and, and you like them, uh, definitely I'd be, uh, say, double unit Oliver to Cam Guthrie and I'd have maybe a four unit by two unit play on both of those, especially if you've got the top two going. Um, Sitting and, pretty. Yeah, I think you can start really building a book at some good prices here and uh, get a good run for your money. Outstanding stuff. Uh, let's have a look at the Coleman medal. And, uh, wow, the pointy end of the market looks very, very suspect here. Harry Mackay, he's uh, $2.10, uh, poor old has, and he's a sore and sorry man. Taylor Walker, he's got the blows out to five fifty. Jack Darling, seven fifty. Well, he can uh, he can do some magical things on the footy field, can he? Uh, Jack Revolt, nine fifty. Josh J. Kennedy, $11. Matt Taberner. Thirteen dollars. Tom Hawkins thirteen. Tom Lynch thirteen. Jeremy Cameron fifteen, and uh, Joshy Bruce fifteen. Hooksy at uh, Kale Hooker seventeen dollars. 
He's got to stop passing them off. And Charlie Dixon, $19. Um, got to be laying. Uh, this is a bookie's dream, isn't it? Just lay uh, Harry Mackay and, and Taylor Walker and hope for the split. No small forwards in this lineup at all mm. uh, this year. Remember last year, I think we had Charlie uh, Cameron was four out of the top five yeah. at a similar stage to last year, but there's not one small forward uh, in the betting at the moment. Harry Mackay would have sent a scare for you if you'd laid in the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, I think you sent me a text that he's off off with the uh, shoulder. You didn't tell me that he came back on. Um, no, he looked <laughs> – he, he was sore the whole game. Yeah, well, and then, you know, the Carlton coach, um, Teague, old Honest Teague will start calling him that, uh, you know, he said Cripps didn't have an injury um, for the year and all of a sudden now he says Harry Mackay's been carrying this injury all year. Well, this is the first time I've seen it because he certainly hasn't been carrying it um, the, mm. way, the way he carried yeah. it uh, – on this game, and he obviously did hurt it and played through it. So it'll be interesting to see if he plays this week, um, of how sore he might be. But I tell you what, uh, two dollars ten—it's uh, it's a very good lay. There's some big boys will be coming, and uh, your man Tex—he's uh, just had the week off, so he's had uh, zero zero in the last two weeks. So yeah, I'd, I'd just be laying Harry McKay strongly, still laying Tex at five fifty, and uh, anyone you like behind them, happy to back. Mm, I think we uh, we tipped up uh, Jeremy Cameron at 21. He's still into 15, so he may be the bolter there. Make sure if uh, you're having a bet this week, it's topsport.com.au. They're the biggest betting bookie. They've been in the game for 35 years, the Merle Hand team, up at the Gold Coast. They do a fantastic job, and please remember to gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858 if uh, you've got a problem with that. Now, uh, the... Next segment will be an absolute beauty. We're going to put Top Rope Tedeschi under the griller after his man PVL has all but ruined the game of rugby league. The uh, the lynch mob on Twitter are out to get him, and uh, the game's fabric has just been torn apart. We'll, do, we'll talk Top Rope Tedeschi, and we'll talk NRL with him and the Hall of Fame next. Welcome back to Little Birdie Podcast. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got MG, and it's time to talk rugby league with uh, our man, Top Rope Tedeschi, who's had a minor surgery, so we can't see his beautiful little face, but uh, he's back up and about. And uh, how are you feeling, Top Rope? Oh, look, it's uh, it's uh, been a nice, quiet week in rugby league, so uh, <laughs> just a nice, relaxing weekend. Not much to talk about. I'm surprised I was back on the show this week. Mate, uh, it sounds like a little bit of uh, PVL rules on the run. Magic round. Bris Vegas became uh, Sin City or Sinbin City. Uh, there was some outrage. I'm not really sure why. but uh, uh, There was no new rules introduced, just an enforcement of the rules that have been there for 100 years. So uh, it was uh, to talk about, uh, you see a fair bit of Twitter outrage, but this was next level. Some people going off the deep end. It really highlighted that there are a lot of fools in the world, most of them reside on Twitter. Mm, I've never seen outrage like it. Every second tweet from every NRL person that I've followed over my sort of betting career for the last 12 years was just up in arms about these new rules. And I, I had a look at a fair few of these uh, these big hits and the resulting sin bins. I thought there was probably three that were legitimate and then there were a lot of accidents i thought the tapina hit on pappenhausen was warranted um herman essay warranted um Cateo. i think they were the only three big ones and the rest of them were accidents and well over the top and i think it is true i think the fabric of the game is getting ripped apart so top rope come on you, so, you... scooty if you accidentally kill someone but you've been a bit reckless in doing it you still get you still caught manslaughter right 
Well, guess what? The symbiote is manslaughter. You weren't set off. You've got the symbiote. You've got the, you've got the degree. There. There's a degree of culpability. Intent is not everything. And look, there were, look. Oh, well, let's start with the negative. There were some ridiculous symbiotes on the weekend. There were some utterly obscene ones. I kind of feel that the incompetent officials were just trolling PVL and the NRL <laughs> with some of those symbiotes. But for the most part, actually or not, if you hit someone in the head, yeah, the the guy, it's beholden on the game to take action to stop people hitting each other in the head. There's no punching rugby league anymore because the NRL cracked down on it. There's no shoulder charge in rugby league because the NRL cracked down on it. If you want to stop high tackles, you've got to crack down on it. And this was a this was an excellent starting point. It was wonderful to see the send off back. There has not been three send offs in a round since 1996. Why why tackles kept slipping up? Why more foul play continues? Why there been more concussions, more injuries? Is because referees have been too gutless to actually send a player from the field. I don't think there's any question that any of the three players who were sent off deserve to be sent off. Now, the two negatives were some of the symbols were ridiculous. And that needs to get wiped out. So I think they will, they will look to adjust that over the coming weeks. And they're going back and playing advantage for an entire set and then going back for a penalty a minute ago. Uh, I think they need to kind of get taken out of the game as well. They need to figure a way of just putting someone in the Sydney without going back for a penalty on that one. So I think that uh, a few of those little, little kinks will get ironed out. But for the most part, I, I honestly can't see why this wasn't a major, major positive. The only reason I can think is that all your old Twitter mates uh, – uh, you follow rugby league, Scooty. They're probably like I used to be, an old-fashioned plus punter. Well, it's time to get off the plus wagon. If you're on the minus <laughs> wagon, this is uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, these new rules are excellent for the game. Mm, and the uh, the total over is humming, and it's uh, it's crazy. If you take out the multiplier, some of these uh, some of these scores look like touch footy scores. You know, you're looking at like six three seven one. The overs are just roaring in, and. I don't know what the the direction from the coaches are going to be. If you can't tackle that high, they're going to go low, and then it's going to be more offloads and more open play. And we're already saying that the game is faster, more fatigue. It's just going to be a points bonanza. Bonanza. Yeah, it's good. It's it, it is going to be a lot of points, and yeah, any punters out there probably want to want, want to keep rolling under the overs. But uh, I think what's going to happen here is it they will go lower, but this is there's, there's not going to be too many legs tackled. I think what's going to happen is there's going to be uh, a bit more catch and hold, if you know what I mean. They're going to try and catch them around the ball and just try and hold them up a little bit rather than uh, kind of leave with the shoulder and try and put a lot of force into it. So uh, they'll figure ways around it. But everyone goes, oh, rugby league's dead because there's no shoulder charge. Who notices anymore? Like, rugby league didn't die. If there's two absolute certainties in rugby league, it's that every weekend, quote, unquote, rugby league is dead, end quote, and... And that when a, when a crackdown comes along, that the crackdown won't last any longer than a couple of weeks. <laughs> so, look, what we what I hope to say of this is that the kind of returns a little bit to normalcy, but with uh, you know, high shots being sent off, you know, reckless, any hits to the head where there is forceful contact resulting in a simbin, and everything else just using common sense. Mm. It, uh, the AFL fans are well accustomed to rules on the run, and we spoke about it earlier in the show. Uh, there's so many rules in the AFL at the moment that the umpires are absolutely bamboozled, and they're getting the simple things wrong. So let's hope this one gets cleared up. But um, question for you, Tob Rob, you're a busy man. How can PVL be running Racing New South Wales and NRL at the same time? Two massive jobs. It's like asking how, how did God create the world in seven days? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just like... 
some 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 some, some men, some men are giants and can do so so much. PBL's got a lot of control. He's not he's he's not only running two sports, he's running both sports with an iron fist and he's dominating with each of them. Mm. Are, they still, are, they, are they running the Corporal Cup this year or is it just Everest again? <laughs> oh, and I think he's uh, he, he's going to fight his uh, unsuccessful defamation uh, case against the ABC. So it's been an absolutely monumental uh, week for PVL, but uh, no doubt about it, he's come back out and swinging and uh, be interesting to see what happens. Will they tidy uh, the uh, the high tackles up? Surely we just can't keep running into these accidental sin bins. It is outrageous, but uh, top rope... Something else that's outrageous is our Hall of Fame, and uh, that's where we induct someone each week for doing something miraculous on the punt. Last week we had St. PVL from the YouTube stream, not Peter himself, but uh, one of the punters in the Bulldozer stream had $500 on a $16 shot at Pinjara of all places, got the cash for raise.org. We had uh, the Warnable side, Ali. We've had Barosha, a former Hall of Fame winner in the uh, in the Hall of Fame. He now won uh, on Sunday in Hong Kong under the name of Beauty Fit. So uh, all the Barosha fans would be still collecting on, on that horse. Now he's uh, in, in Hong Kong. But uh, this week's a tricky one for a Hall of Fame. It uh, was a turbulent week on the punt. I tell you what, it was it was happy days in NRL and AFL land. But uh, the racing on Saturday, it was, black, uh, it was black Saturday for a lot of punters. There was just results everywhere. Mark and I were just shaking our head. Mark Zara's on fire at the moment. And uh, my nomination for, uh, I've got two for the Hall of Fame. I, Tommy Turbo's one of them. He's the king of the overs. Anytime there's a manly game, Turbo's playing, it just goes over. And the other one... Six covers, six six covers, six overs. Unbelievable. And they just haven't woken up. Uh, and the other one is, uh, is DK. He might already be in there. He should be a Hall of Famer. He could be in there all the, every week probably. But uh, digging us out on Sunday with Jai McNeil on Lord Wonder, just an absolute pain-free... Uh, Pain-free, watch that. I think I had about 10 or 12 multis into this horse, and it was easy watching. He got me out in a big, big way. What about you, MG? Who you got this week? I'm going with uh, I'm going with PVL. I know we introduced <laughs> our little cousin in last week. Uh, and Top Rope's probably not going to like it, but seriously, PVL, the surprise rule change. For mine, it was a surprise rule change. Bookies don't react, and the overs were just a complete fill. Top Rope just said overs, 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 overs. Uh, we watched all games, and it was just... Uh, it was unbelievable. They kept sending men off, and just you know, we could have scored tries out there on the weekend. It was crazy. Um, and and I see this week top rope. Just a quick question. I know you're not going to take my nomination seriously <laughs> because you will never, never have PVL in the Hall of Fame. But um, I see the bookies for this week. They're creeping up on the totals, but I don't think they're fully adjusted yet. With a lot of totals around the 44 to 47, is it just going to be a complete fill on the overs again this week? Yeah, I'll be backing overs. I think. Nearly every game, and if I don't like it, well, I certainly won't be back in the unders in any game. Let's put it that way. I agree. I think when when there are kind of monumental kind of step changes, well, you just don't react quickly enough or well enough in this. Like we've seen it with minuses this year, right? Like they, they just they haven't got close to getting the lines right. And, yeah, my best bet of the week this week is is, is well, we'll get to it a bit later on, but. Uh, um, the minus isn't even close to where it would be. I priced it up a good 12 points higher than it should be. Uh, 12, 12 points that it is, sorry. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I just don't know how we, we, we look over PVL. Of course, it's going to go to Mr. Little Birdie himself, Scoot, to sign off on. But I'm all for PVL for, for, for a multitude of reasons and for his Hall of Fame, let alone 
let alone this, this very this very specific gambling reason, which has been wonderful. Scooty, can we get him over the line? I think he should go straight to chairman. He's running everything else. He may as well run our <laughs> hall of fame. <laughs> oh, they may tear the uh, they may may tear headquarters down here, but all right. I'm going to bow to public <laughs> pressure. I'm going to turn over like every other media outlet in New South Wales. Peter Valandis is now into the Little Birdie <laughs> Hall of Fame. I feel sick. I'm going to have a shower. I'm going to go have a break. If you want to hear more of Top Rope stuff, if you want to have his GGOA, make sure you head to the Little Birdie shop. I can't believe what I've just done. Peter Valandis into the Little Birdie Hall of Fame. Disgusting. We'll take a break and we'll talk all of Round 11 next. Welcome back to Little Birdie Podcast. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got MG here and Top Rope Tedeschi. Hell has frozen over. Yes, Peter Valandis is in the Little Birdie Hall of Fame. The overs are an absolute gift at the moment. It's a massive, massive edge. And let's have a look at NRL Round 11. Thursday night footy is back. I tell you what, it'll be playing second fiddle to the Lone Wolf stream, I can tell you that. But uh, it's not a blockbuster game, but we've got North Queensland Cowboys, $1.56, Newcastle, two forty-five. The line, four and a half. Top rope, who do you like here? What a rotten, rotten game to start the week. <laughs> You'll have to bet on this one just to give it interest. Uh, look, I, I have a lean towards the Knights. Just This is just a back the underdog in this game. It's The Cowboys are no good as a favourite. Covered just four or 13 when favoured by four or more. The Knights have covered just four or 13 in a stake. But there is one bet I do like in this game. Very keen on the over. Uh, some big over angles here. Over sitting 10 of 13 <laughs> when the Cowboys are often seeding 18 plus. 9 of 4 when they're favoured by 4 or more. 10 of 5 when they're at Queensland Country Bank. The new rules, both pretty all disciplined teams. I will be on the over. Like 45 and a half, not enough. Mm, up at uh, Townsville there. Definitely uh, need to have a bet in that one to make that interesting. Let's, uh, let's have a look at uh, the Friday night fixture at Gosford. The poor old Warriors playing a lot. Uh, when are they going to be able to play back at home? Uh, they're scheduled July, July to go back home. So their basketball team uh, return this week as well. Mm, I think to New Zealand for four hundred days or four hundred fifty days. Geez, they're a bet up jobby when they're uh, first up there, aren't they? Yeah, they're getting. I'll tell you what. Crowd as well, yeah. They're a bet up job when they're at Gosford. I don't know if they want to go back. They've covered ten or thirteen at Gosford all time, so I don't know why you'd want to leave. Just, just stick with. Uh, or is a great bet in this one. Minus five and a half. Yeah, don't, don't worry about the families. They're just they're locked away. They're winning Gosford. Uh They've covered 18 of 24 for double-digit loss to Warriors. Tigers, awful off a big win. Covered just three of 11 of a double-digit win. Minus five and a half. The New Zealand uh, Warrior, as it's got on the screen, the New Zealand Warrior, uh, minus five and a half. Dollar fifty-two there, West Tigers, two fifty-two. Yeah, top rope Tedeschi is super, super keen on that one. And... Uh, it's a it's a it's a really tricky round, I reckon the uh, the NRL and uh, our next game. We'll skim across the Storm and the Roosters game. They look a little bit too obvious, but uh, the uh, the big one is uh, at Dubbo at Apex Oval. South Sydney Rabbitohs and Penrith Panthers. I was uh, I was in shock when I saw the market here. Dollar thirty Penrith, three fifty the Bunnies, and the line's been eight and a half to ten and a half. I thought the eight and a half was value top rope. Yeah, I, I think yeah, the, the double digit starts a, a fair bit on South. Uh, Penrith have been unbelievable this year. They're, they're very hard to bet against, but they've covered just six their last 15 when favoured by more than a converted try uh, on the road. Uh, South, 14 80 against the spread when they've covered, uh, when they're getting more than a converted try. Well, I think this one will be pretty close. These ones tend to play pretty close games. Little Latrell Mitchell back this week. 
So yeah. probably a bit of balance side. So I, I think that uh, I think the South are going to we'll, we'll push Penrith in this one. Can they? That's a bet. Mm. Come two o'clock Sunday, I'll be looking for uh, looking for angles to launch or uh, to dig myself out, as I had to last week. But yeah, ten and a half looks uh, absolutely juicy with uh, the big fella back Latrell and uh, match of the round is on uh, Sunday at four o'clock at Bankwest Stadium. What a corker this is! Parramatta Eels dollar forty four, the Sea Eels two eighty, and the line seven and a half. Big Tommy Turbo, he's up and about. Mark absolutely loves him. So do I. What's going to happen here? Yep. Uh, these two teams hate each other, which is which is great because most people hate these two teams. Uh, <laughs> uh, Eels have had the wood on Manly lately. They've, they've won nine of the last twelve. I just think oh, I'm kind of with you on the Tommy Turbo there, Scooter. They've, they've turned around since he's come back. Uh, Manly have covered twelve to sixteen off scoring thirty plus. So it's in the hold form off a big win. Covered six on the trot. I, I kind of think the Eels are up for a bit of a fuss, but I reckon they've been overplayed all year. So. Uh, they've covered just three of twelve off conceding six ten or points deal. So I'm gonna have a little dip at Manly in this one. Not a lot of not a lot of uh, numerical evidence for it, but I'm 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 pretty keen that Manly will will will, will run power pretty close as well. Mm. MG overs. <laughs> Man, <laughs> he's just so. I think he's gonna just stop AFL and just keep chipping in. Well, I had more bets on the NRL last on the week totals. than the AFL, yeah. Um, you are, love it. There's total. a tear coming to my eye here. Tear <laughs> comes to the eye. I'm moving up to nurse uh, top road back to health just so I can get a bit of news. I, you know, you, I think you just got to take um, Manly 45 and a half. You just got to keep backing the over until they, they go under. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're not just covering the overs. They're smashing, smashing them. them. They're scoring it by themselves. I know they won't. Well, they're, 40, they're a great combination of, of, of being able to score some points and not being able to tackle, so... That's a pretty fair combo for the unders. <laughs> Be a hard watch, the unders. It is. Uh, it's a cracking week of uh, rugby league, and all eyes are on the sin bin. We've named the episode sin bin, so it'll be interesting to see how PVL and uh, all the uh, the puppets there at the NRL respond, and the referees. Are they? Uh, are they just trying to sink the great man? We'll never know. Yeah. Now uh, it's time for lock of the week, and I tell you what, we've created history here on uh, Little Birdie Podcast. All three of us have jagged a bet. For the first time in our uh, in our short history of Lock of the Week. And what we do is we try and raise money for raise.org.au. They provide mentors for kids in their youth and teenage years and uh, get them on the right track. So did a good job in the bulldozer. Got 10725 deposited on Sunday. We uh, we toyed out the receipt, so it's all correct weight there. But um, Top Sport give us $200 each week, and uh, we're trying to blast into the 5K realm to uh to top up that ten thousand dollar donation, so all three lob last week. Top rope got up uh, the Raiders, Rabbits, Roosters, Storm at two thirty three. He's got four sixty six. I landed the Cats. Luckily, Brisbane West Coast Storm at two thirty seven. So now I've got eleven hundred and ninety seven. And then MG landed the Lions, the D's, and West Coast. So wow for uh, for the sports bookmakers last week, it was an absolute nightmare with favourites just absolutely everywhere. Let's go to you first, uh, MG. How are you going to spend? Uh, you're the ladder leader. Nineteen hundred and twenty-two dollars. How are you going to spend it this week? Yeah, I'm going to go uh, just play. Well, not safe. You got to get the got to get the victories. But I'm going to have another treble this week. Uh, Geelong, Melbourne, and the Bulldogs comes to uh, one fifty-nine on the uh, current top sports uh, multiplier. Nineteen hundred to collect thirty-two hundred. So I'll be uh, if I can get up this week, I'm one hit away. Mm, okay, so you got uh, Geelong to beat the Suns, D's to beat the Crows. And the Bulldogs, 128. Yeah, I'd, Ooh, Bulldogs to beat the Saints. 
yeah, I just think the the better sides are starting to uh, show themselves, and I just uh, I, I just think it'll be big enough money, hopefully, uh, without mouthing it, and we'll uh, we'll get to uh, one crack away, hopefully next week. What about you, Top Rope? Got a couple of uh, tricky ones in the NRL. Treacherous, I'd say. Yeah. I'm going with a little treble. I'm going the Roosters minus 18 and a half. Ooh, flair. To cover the lighting of the Broncos. I'm <laughs> uh, just throwing in for the, the, the little, uh, as, as MJ put it, so sick for the little multiplier for Melbourne Storm to win. Uh, and I'm going to go with the Cronulla Sharks to win. They've been off the map this week. St. George have had five players suspended, uh, four players suspended and one player uh, done for... 10 weeks with a shoulder injury. So this is the pre-season wooden spoon favourite. It's down to about half a side. So I reckon they're going to get fairly pumped this week by the Sharks. So uh, 3.34, I think we'll uh, we'll get ourselves within a, uh, in, within distance for this week, this week. Okay. So, yeah, top rope's got the Roosters minus 18.5 against the Broncos. The Storm heads up and then Cronulla heads up. I'm going to play it really safe. What a surprise. I'm going to take uh, the Roosters to beat the Broncos. I like the Cats down at the Cattery at the dollar eight against uh, the Suns, and then Port Adelaide they will roll Collingwood, and uh, that's for my dollar sixty. So that'll get me just under two thousand dollars for my eleven uh, ninety seven. So Cats Port and the Chooks for me. So all that cross code edge that I've got, I'm just going to keep. Uh, hammering that little bit of bank interest there but uh fantastic stuff uh top rope we've uh we've got a monster week this week we've got the pga championship of golf we'll uh we'll get top ropes tips there he can't be on the show he's got to get uh back into surgery he's uh he's got to be uh, detached from pvl he's probably probably hiding <laughs> in his in his bunker there he could be in his basement <laughs> his top ropes equipment oh, I would, if i was going to be fritzel by anyone it'd be pvl Oh, oh, last time we dropped the F word, we got in a lot of trouble. But uh, luckily, we're not on uh, commercial radio. Thanks very much, Top Rope. Sensational work. And uh, let's just pray the overs keep hitting. And I can't believe you got uh, PVL into the Hall of Fame. I feel absolutely sick. Thanks, mate. What a day. What a day, fellas. Well, that's all we've uh, all we've got time for. Great show, Marcos. I think it's going to be uh, fantastic stuff this week on the AFL. There's so much to bet on. We've got Briz Vegas. We've got Bet Doctor. Uh, we've got the PGA Championship of Golf. We've got Lone Wolves too. Make sure you're in that. Last time the boys took the bank from 133k up to half a million. These two are the best dog punters in Australia. They're right up there, actually. They'd be in the if they're not both in the top five. Um, I don't know who would be. So the results are there for everyone to be seen. So make sure you buy into that. It'll shut the bank at 5:30 on Thursday. Um, it's going to be great. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, yeah, we've got the golf show tomorrow, so tune in for that. Um, give you the rundown hopefully find the winner there and uh looking forward to the thursday night uh, live stream we didn't wasn't around for the first one but uh i think i'm serving the drinks for uh, thursday night so <laughs> hopefully it's champagne at the end yeah mark's a security guard in the youtube chat so uh keep it clean in there follow us like us on little birdie tv on youtube we're on spotify uh, we're on soundcloud we're on apple we're uh everywhere where you're uh we you can get your podcast so make sure you uh check us out support punning form and top sport and we'll see you next week Bye.